Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Crafty Crew podcast. Uh, my name is Kinger. I'm joined, as always, by Mark. Good afternoon. By Nally. Well. And by Walji. Good evening. Lads, when I'm editing these together uh, after we record these, there's always... It's like you leave too much of a gap after I see your names. Uh, is there, Are you trying to fuck me up, or is it, is it, is it a... Is it just a banter thing? No. No. You see, what happens, mm. Kinger, is that uh, sound travels slower than light. <laughs> so uh. we see you stop talking, but we still hear you. So it takes uh, it takes a few seconds for us to to respond, and then obviously, obviously, it takes you a second to hear that response. And I think if you listen to any other vi- uh, podcast that's done over video in the last year, you'll notice the same thing. They don't even edit it out, like. You're just too too finickety with things. I do it specifically to piss you off, yeah. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. Yeah. I do it mainly because I'm trying to think of something clever and funny and never have one besides the doctor is in that time. That's that's one out of ten, isn't it, Walshie? Hey, hey I'll I'll take it. It's you, you do have a week to prepare for the podcast. I can't believe you can't think of anything in a week. Realistically, we've had about four weeks to come up for this podcast, so you know, which makes it even sound worse. So you know. <laughs> okay, well, look, uh, getting us back on track this week. It's black IPAs, as kind of is becoming a, a trend on this podcast. Uh, new territory for me. I've never had a black IPA before. Um, Nally, you picked them this week, correct? Yeah, pretty sure. Anyway. Um... So, yeah, so this week we have the Kinnegar Brewery Black Bucket Black Rye IPA and then Thornbridge Brewery's uh, Wild Raven Black IPA. So uh, Black IPAs are kind of a kind of a unique thing. They're new enough. They were only around since about 1994, roughly. <clears throat> uh, 1990, 1994, depending on, you know, which, which you ask. But uh, basically what they are is they're kind of a, a mashup of like a stout and an IPA. And I know that sounds mental, Kinger, because you're always giving out about your stouts and everything. Just relax for a minute. Take a breath. It's okay. These are good things. <laughs> so so what it is, is they, they take your basic grain bill like you would for normal IPA. And they add in extra like specialty grains or specialty malts. You know, so they get in like caramel malts and more roasted malts that you'd use for a stout. And that gives it that black color. Um, that's what gives it the black color. And then after that, they're hopped the same as IPAs. So these tend to be quite um, hop heavy. You know, so you're going to get a big burst of hop aroma when you open them up and that. Um, and then with the flavor, it's 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 a little strange because they're a little bit um, kind of roasty at the back end, which you're not expecting from an IPA. But it, it's not it's not overpowering. It's not it's not full on stout um, grain bill essentially. But it's you know it's an IPA with a couple of those roasted malts in there to give it that color and that kind of more caramel kind of flavor um yeah so one of the stories i heard behind how they came to be is uh it's a bit mad there's some lad in i think it's vermont in around 1990 1994 i can't remember years are difficult but it's around then um basically this dude was going through uh he was going through a divorce and he wanted to brew a beer that kind of captured his feelings at the time so uh what he did was he said how do I get something really black, really dark, and really bitter? Um, I suppose that's, you know, if that's what he's going through, that's what he's going through. But that's what he did. And he okay. came up with this uh, black IPAs. Um, and that's, that's you know, that's one of the, one of the it's the best story I've heard anyway for where they come from. Um, there is another thing. It's some document from like 1880 something. Um, 
and it's basically Burton's Brewery in England were making lots of really good IPAs at the time and they were noted for them because they travelled so well to different countries and they weren't spoiling or anything like that. And in one of the brewer's notes in that, they actually talk about a black pale ale and they say how it was very similar to a normal pale ale apart from the looks and everything like that. So it could actually go back that far. Um, not as a particular style, but just as something that had been done before and maybe isn't as modern as people like to think. But, you know, that could be misinterpretation of, of it as well. It was written in 18-something, you know. So God knows how proud they were writing it. <laughs> um, as as I was looking them up, and I know I know them as, you know, black IPAs. It's all I've known them by because they're not overly common. But what I found out is people actually can't decide on what to call them. They're like, is it a black IPA? Is it an American black ale, an India black ale, or a Cascadian dark ale? Yeah, and it's a, it's a good point, Walshie, because it's a bit of a, an oxymoron, really, when you think about it. Because you're calling it a, a black IPA, so it's a black India pale ale. So you're calling it black and pale at the same time, so it's a bit it's a bit weird. Oh, yeah. Um, but just to jump on the Cascadian dark ale that you said there. Michael Jackson said it doesn't matter if you're black or white, so don't be getting on it for that. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so to jump on Walshie's point, uh, Cascadian Dark Ale is one reason, one name for them. And a reason they're called Cascadian Dark Ales is that uh, the hops that can be used in them, um, a lot of the time it comes from Cascadia, which is like a bioregion. Okay, so a bioregion is just a place where the, the biological kind of outlay is fairly similar. Um, and ca- the Cascadian region is beside the Cascadia Mountains. So I think these days we all know somebody in, in Canada or America. A lot of those people are in Vancouver, some in California. Well, the Cascadian Mountains go from Northern California all the way up to Vancouver. So that's the kind of region some of the raw materials are coming from. And that's why people might call them a Cascadian Dark Ale. Which, personally, I think that's a better name than Black IPA. I think Cascadia has this nice kind of authoritative ring to it. What do you like? What do you guys think? Yeah, I like the name, but black IPAs just sounds easier to say. Yeah, it is. But yeah, but Cascadian is way more uh, authoritative. Oh yeah, absolutely. It? Like... it would make them stand out a bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds great. It sounds great and all that, but uh, when you pour it out, it's pretty self-explanatory at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very, very, very. I know that, but. But uh, in an industry where everybody's aiming for, you know, something to stand out for, if you put Cascadian Dark Ale on a shelf, you know, the n- super craft beer nerds like us are going to be like, oh, hang on, what the fuck is this? I'm going to buy a load of this stuff. Um, and just before we move on from the facts, I just want to say one thing. There's a very mild-mannered, polite Cascadian um, independence movement that wants to remove the southwest part of British Columbia, which would include Vancouver, by the way. And the kind of Washington state and a bit of Oregon from America, which would be like Seattle and kind of a bit south and make its own country. And it was kind of a bit of a joke. But then when Donald Trump was elected, it actually started gaining serious momentum and had (laughs) local referendums and everything. Uh, So, uh, so, yeah, we could have Cascadia as a country at some point in the future. So I think they should get the name of this ale down now, you know, get themselves some legitimacy. I, I can't really argue with your point. The only thing I'd say is if that was the case, then surely Kinger's beloved 
double IPAs should stick with imperial IPAs then because that's far more authoritative than double <laughs> yeah definitely yeah. and triple should have some 100%. What, what's more than an imperial for triple IPAs I don't know Jedi In- Council IPA. yeah that's what I was thinking like <laughs> Galactic Federation <laughs> IPA <laughs> Uh, okay, well, I'm going to hold my hands up and say that I didn't do any research for this um, week and uh, I don't have a fact, so Boo. apologies to my um, colleagues. <laughs> but uh, Kinger. that just means that we can get on to drinking these beers uh, sooner. So, Nally, do you want to tell us where we're going first? Yeah, so I figured we'll start ho- uh, closer to home. We'll go with the Kinnegar Black Bucket. Um, Black Bucket. Okay. It's a Black Rye IPA and it's, uh, what is it, 6.5%. So, yeah, uh, give it a go. Mark, do you want to? You're 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 a whore for the for the can designs. Do you want to yeah, talk us through this one? I really want to talk about this, okay? Because Kinnegar have this lovely form format theme. I'd, what would you call a font of pictures? Like a pic? I don't know. A graphic style. Theme. Sorry, a graphic style. A theme. That's what I mean. A graphic theme. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they have a lovely graphic theme. So I don't know. People might be familiar with their Thumper or their Double IPA or their Big Bunny IPA. Um, what like they're kind of like. They kind of have like rural Ireland kind of vibes, you know, rabbits or foxes or just one with a tractor. Um, and my favorite one is Rust Bucket Rye IPA. Um, this is also a, a rye IPA, but Rust Bucket has a little Labrador driving the plane or flying the plane. It's very cute. Um, it's mad looking. It yeah. is. It's pretty funny. Like, you know, you got to enjoy it. This of a cat in a bin, like it's grand. It's a cat in a black bin. It's not even a black wheelie bin, like which everyone in Ireland has a black wheelie bin. Um, and you know, I, can I ask you a question? Why? Why did you decipher that as a cat? Because I thought it was a dog. See, I, thought, too, I thought fox. But, you thought yeah. fox? Maybe it is a fox. If it's a fox, it makes it more interesting. Because I was about to berate it for being just a cat in a bin. I'd, I'd, so I'd also say it off a little bit. I'd also say it's probably a bucket, considering it's called black bucket, not black bin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's you very could, true. Could be onto something <laughs> there, like, but, To be like. To, to to stick with the theme of the of the dog flying the plane, I thought it was the same dog. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Who was just in a bucket? Yeah. This it's time? no, it's definitely not That's the same dog because the dog is like a no? Labrador, like a golden color. This is way darker. Um, all right, I'm about to I'm about so... to attract some of my. <laughs> I was I was lining up there for a fucking torrent of abuse. <laughs> Kidding here. <laughs> they were a brewery I really enjoyed, but uh, yeah, no. So it's it's a fox in a bucket. Okay. So yeah, it's grand, but it's it's still probably one of my least favorite because it it's not something like the Massey Ferguson going down a road that elicit or like a, a rabbit in a field or like a dog flying a plane that elicits a emotional reaction to my childhood. <laughs> um, but it's grand, it's grand. Just for the listeners, then, if they do know officially what that animal is, let us know because then that means oh, yes. we can get some. Um, Dragon rights going between us, yeah. which is always good fun. Dog, yeah. cat, fox. Nice. I mean, do you know what I mean? If it's a dragon like, or something, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> it's not a dragon. A dragon? Yeah. No, not a dragon. Yeah, why not? not a dragon. Okay, I, uh, I, I never mentioned at the top of the episode as well. Um, I usually would mention, like, name check kind of a, an established beer of the style that we're trying this week uh, or each week but um we, we we couldn't think of one so we decided that um whatever beer this week gets the highest rating becomes the official crafty crew most recognized 
black IPA, and, which I think is only fair. Yeah, and therefore the most recognized black IPA in the world. That's just clear. In, absolutely, in the whole absolutely, world. Yeah. absolutely, yeah. of course. Uh, okay, look, I've poured this and now I've lost any kind of head that was on there. And it, uh, it was quite a head, which I, I really enjoyed. It looked like an old kind of a, an old porter. I think that might be glass related because uh, myself, Walshie and Nally have all poured into tulip style glasses. And we're getting... And kept the head. Yeah, we're yeah, keeping yeah, the head, so... Which, yeah. which is kind of an IPA thing because IPAs are meant to be served in tulips as opposed to fr- people can't see, but Kinger's in a, a standard kind of slightly thinner at the bottom, slightly thicker at the top. Yeah. Pint glass. Um, so, yeah. It's black. <laughs> it, it, like, st- starting off, it's it's it's, it's, it's black. Plain, plain and simple. It's not like yep. breaking any, any rules there. Early doors. So, yeah. Nally, what you were saying earlier on, that's probably how they got their name. Now. <laughs> Possibly, man. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> There's one for you. I'm getting quite a portery smell off of it. Mm, now it could be a bit of luck nose. I do very, I don't know, limited nearly the smell of it for me. I can take, I, I don't know if this sounds like an insane man talking, but I can kind of smell the rye, kind of the rye taste. I don't know how many rye ales you guys have had it, but like there's a distinct taste that cuts through that I'm assuming is the rye with them. And that's the kind of smell I'm getting. But it also has a kind of portery smell. I don't know. Nally, you're a bit more experienced than us. Uh, tell us uh, what you're thinking. Uh, I won't go that far. But uh, yeah, that rye kind of thing is, is a kind of like a spiciness that you get from the rye nearly. Um, that's that's what I usually associate with those kind of rye IPAs and stuff like that. It's it's not, obviously not spicy, but something kind of along those lines. Um, with this, it's for me, it's kind of like, you know, kind of roasted. Or like, there's a bit of hops. It's not over the top though, but there is a bit of something there, like more so than with your regular stouts or stouts or porters. There's definitely, you know, you can definitely smell some kind of hops there, as opposed to some of the stouts we've had where they're they're entirely based off the malt, pretty much. You're not getting that hoppiness coming through. Uh, yeah, it's dark. <laughs> it's pretty black, <laughs> and uh, it's it's quite clear though as well. I mean, obviously you can't see through; it's black, but there's not. It's not hazy or anything like that. You know, it's a pretty clear beer. How can you tell? Because uh, it's... How can you tell? Yeah, I... Because you can, like... Of course you can tell. All right, now I think you're just... Sh- now I no, definitely... No, 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 I swear to God, I swear to God, look. When you're, when you're pouring it... I can't see through it, like, yeah, it's, it's... When you're pouring it's, it out of a can... It's like looking into my head. When you're pouring it out of a can, it's still quite clear, whereas if you're pouring some of those, like, nipas and stuff out of a can, they look like juice. This is still quite clear when you're pouring it out of a can. I kind I kind of okay. get what you're saying. Yeah, there's there's no suspended particles. Like it's just yeah. a liquid. Yeah, exactly. Science yeah. man. Nally's gone. Nally's gone for the uh, USP definition of clear there, where I think uh, Kinger and Walshy have gone for the colorless definition of people who don't know what the USP is. Yeah. Well, stockers so, don't have time for that crack. He said clear, not colorless, <laughs> so it's fine. Shout, shout out to the three science nerds listening to this who will enjoy that colorless, not clear joke. <laughs> oh, that was a joke. Oh, right. Okay, <laughs> proud of you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's it's good though. I, I'm enjoying it. It's uh, when you drink it, then it's not it's not you know it's not too viscous. It's not coating your mouth or anything like that. It doesn't hang around for too long. No. There's a bit of that hop flavor. To me, it's more hop forward than you know, like it's not like a stout where it's really biscuity or anything like that. There's a little bit of something like caramel or something at the end of it. Something kind of roasted. But nowhere near as much as you'd expect from a stout, say. And there's definitely that more hoppiness at the start. For me, anyway. 
it's definitely it's definitely a real mix of the two I find like there Absolutely. is definitely a, quite a there is quite a porter taste but it doesn't like you're saying doesn't hang around as much as a, a porter normally would um, I think the, the the taste of an IPA kind of whips in around the back and kind of takes over and kind of clears away very very quickly do you know what I mean yeah I think the other big thing about it as well is it's nowhere near as heavy as a stout mm. say no so it's quite refreshing no. like an IPA like it, it's gone pretty quick whereas a stout's going to hang around for a good bit longer, you know. So, for me, yeah. anyway, I think that's yeah. that's that's something I I quite enjoy about it. Like, I have to say, I'm, I really enjoy the taste. It's as you say, the kind of roasted taste of a porter, but the crisp kind of back end of an IPA. But there's something in my brain that's like that's like flicking on and off, and it's been like, this this doesn't taste like it should, you know. Why am I tasting? I'm associating the color with a porter, and then I the taste reinforces that. But then I get this like big kick up the ass with the crispness of it and the kind of the way it clears your palate like a like a normal IPA would. And I'm very confused right now. <laughs> so is that is that something that's that's important, do you think, then to people or to, to you guys as, as you're drinking something that the perception of how it looks should be how it tastes? Like, you know, like big advertising campaigns, like it's all about the kind of you see the pour of the beer and the wave and the glass and it's that perception it's refreshing is that important when it comes to drinking a beer I think Kinger stumbled on a chance to answer a question he hadn't thought of and he's like I'm going to take this (laughs) (laughs) question Um, I I think it's just it's my first black IPA as well as yourself Kinger and I think that's where it's coming from that I haven't established a perception of this in my head of what a black IPA should be and I'm going to do that over the next hour or so and um yeah, no, it's definitely nice. It's almost like, have you ever wanted like pint of Guinness or something, but it was a real warm day and you're like, ah, but if I drink that, I'll feel all kind of bloated and heavy. Kind of mm. kind of feels that niche a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I have, I've, I've, I've had one black IPA and I was very nervous about trying it. Uh, or trying any black, because this is before I kind of started drinking stouts before the Christmas. And it's like, oh, it's going to be very similar or just more or less the exact same thing. So my perception is like, oh, I have no interest. But I got the one and it's very nice. But you do get that, like Mark was saying, you do get that sudden hit of like stout porter kind of stuff. And then it kind of blends in. You're like an ale and you're like, which one am I drinking? And I, I don't know. But I, I find I, I find this very smooth and easy because but the blend between the two could be could be very confusing for some people especially if they're not familiar mm. with it um i don't know what to make of this i'm 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 fairly confused by this one i do like it um i i i think i remember saying on the podcast before that if if, if i'm uh, impatient about having a guinness i'll go for a smithix instead just because like it's it's quicker and it's just handier to get this i think would be a nice replacement for that um, instead of having to wait for the Guinness and you know, be like, just me being Im- impatient, I think this would be a nice kind of substitute. I I definitely agree with you, Kinger. I think this is definitely like if if you're just or to throw it back to you, maybe you've had a big dinner in a restaurant and you're like, I want a nice porter, but you know, I'm I'm yeah. stuffed. One thing I will say though, and I know it's not an official crafty crew metric, but uh, belly feel oh. is a thing with beers. You know when you're drinking porters and you're like feel you almost feel like you're a tank getting filled up at a petrol station, and you're like yeah. eventually you hit a point and you're like I-, I need to wait ten minutes before I take another drink or whatever <laughs> or get another pint. Yeah. I feel like this solves that problem, 
while giving you the same taste. Yep. I won't lie. I don't drive. Never have. That whole thing went straight over my head. <laughs> belly. Belly something. And then you were fueling the tank. I, 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 I don't know what you're on about. You won? I think me and Mark looked at each other and we were like, I don't know where he's going with this tangent. I'm not sure where that was ah, going. Yeah, I assume you've been in a petrol station though, no? So like, yeah. you know that in a petrol station, your tank is empty and you put in the thing and you feel it. You like you, you just fill it and then it's full. And okay. what I was saying was sometimes when you're drinking porters or stouts, you're drinking them and you get more and more full to the point that like, even though you want more beer, you're like, oh, I feel full, so I'm going to wait a few minutes before I buy another one. I wonder, I wonder, is, is, is Walshy, would it have worked more if we just said, like, that you're eating, eating, and you're full? Yes, absolutely. So then, like, a Guinness, a Guinness on top of that is going to, like, bloat you. Absolutely, or absolutely. That kind of... I think there's a uh, difference, and Nally will agree with me here, there's a difference between stout full and food full. 100%, yeah, but I would also, I'd say, if you just said, Walshy, you know when you've had too much drink and you need a minute or two to relax? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think if people haven't established this now, that things have to be explained to me, like very precisely. I mean, I don't know what I can do. <laughs> I I agree with you that there's a difference between foodful and stoutful. But for a man who doesn't drink too many stouts, I felt like the food analogy might work better for yeah. For watching. No, that's fair enough. Um, okay, yeah, does, sure. That does. Yeah. That does. Let's the listeners sense, decide. You know? <laughs> okay, <laughs> and it'll just be like this: that Walshie is an awful gobshite. Hey, <laughs> 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 and it wouldn't be the worst name I've been called. So you know, I think I think we all kind of like talked a lot about how it's got the taste of a stout, the the feel of an IPA. And I think the one thing I will say against it, because I think we do need to be a bit objective here, is the best part of a stout, as like the taste is obviously so important, but that creaminess, that lovely kind of um, emotional joy of it just sliding down and it being really nice and tasty. That's while she she's said. raising eyebrows, I'm not going to stop. <laughs> I'm not going to stop talking because then while she's going to make a joke about me swallowing things I shouldn't swallow that are nice I, and creamy. I, I didn't but, really, but 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 but. <laughs> It's uh, the, the creaminess, the texture, the mouthfeel of a, of a pint of stout is very much uh, associated with it, with that style of beer. And I think while the taste is still delicious, the carbonation from the ale part of this and the kind of kick from the IPA right at the end, it does detract a little bit from that taste style. Now, I would say if you're somebody who drinks a lot of black IPAs and maybe you don't drink too many stouts, that's going to be a positive thing but i think in general the population are going to drink more stouts than than black ipas yeah the, the only thing i suppose to to counter on that is you know half of it is stout yeah fine but the other half of it is ipa the whole point of it is it's supposed to be that kind of crispness and that carbonation there you know and that's kind of what like we were saying earlier where it doesn't coat them out it's probably from that carbonation taking it away which to me is kind of one of the pluses for it i like that it's that kind of crisp style you know, we were saying, like, instead of having a Guinness in the summer because it might be too warm and not as refreshing, I think that carbonation you're talking about is what could lend itself to maybe fitting in there and um, still having that kind of stout flavour profile, but being that bit crisper with that bit more hoppiness and stuff, not coating them out as much. For me, anyway, I think that's that's a plus for it rather than taking it away. Yeah, no, fair point. Now, this could there could be an obvious answer to this. So bear with me. 
Do you think for someone that normally drinks like standard pale ales or citra pale ales or anything like this and is maybe interested in trying stouts that this is a good gateway into that because it has that initial taste of a stout but it still has the pale ale and then slowly progress into it? So I've been keeping count of this, Walshie, but this is the third time I'm going to say it. That's actually a great point from Walshie. I really, really heavily... (laughs) He's up to three now, times where I really agree with him. Um, Yeah, yeah, because you've got that lovely roasted, kind of slightly caramel taste there, okay? But it's such a good point, because if you're somebody who doesn't really like stouts or doesn't really want to... or doesn't really know if they're going to like them, but you know you like IPAs or or ales of any sort, this is a great one, because you're going to get the same mouthfeel, the same crispness as an ale... And the taste will just be a bit different, which, to be honest, every IPA tastes a bit different. You've got citrus, amber, ales, whatever. Like, ales taste different. So this is just a different tasting ale from somebody of that mindset, you know? So I think that's a fantastic shout. Hey, look, I try my best. Wait till Nally slams you on it, though. <laughs> oh, absolutely. He's going to tell us how, shit, how wrong we are. <laughs> Boys, you, I, I love At least your my confidence was high for a minute. <laughs> I'm not going to take it off. You know, it's fair. It's probably you know, it's probably a good ah, for you. some people. Um, I think though, the only thing I'd say is the only thing I'd say is if it's a stout, like you know, just to go back to what you had said a minute ago, Mark, it's missing that creaminess of a stout. So maybe it is a decent in between, but it's not. It's not a stout. Like I mean, it's still more IPA than yeah. it is stout by far. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. So it is can a good in between. Around, though. Yeah. No, definitely. And can I just swing us around and say? We've kind of talked a lot, a lot about this IPA as being, oh, it's, it's like an IPA like this, or it's like a stout like this. Let's, I think we need to consider it as a black IPA. And I know that's going to be... It's an IPA, yeah. yeah. But it's a black IPA. It's its own style. And I think for like myself and you, Kinger, this is our first one. We're kind of, this is this is now the kind of thing we'll compare all black IPAs against. But um, yeah, as just in general of the aroma being fairly subtle but pleasant the mouthfeel being nice and crisp without being you know it's not watery it's not slick you know it, it's nice it's not super dry either um it's got a very pleasant taste because it's got that roasted caramelly kind of kind of vibe through it um i think we should head on to rating this but at the same time bear in mind this has been a debate about styles more than a ba- debate about this beer which is quite a nice beer I think we we'll all probably agree on that, and the ratings will reflect it. Uh, yeah. So as always, the the Crafty Crew rating system starts at um, an unbearable booze, booze, uh, just beer, brutal. Which I think brutal is our kind of our probably most popular rating on the on the podcast so far. And uh, finally, the much coveted unbearable rating. So. Um, I'll start this one off because um, I this is a, a slamming down on a brutal for me. I think it's it's um, there's nothing kind of there's not the, I I haven't got much negatives to say about this. Like anything that I'm thinking about it is 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 positive. It it tastes nice. It smells great. It's black. It's a black IPA. Um, and it's you know if I'm not really in the humor or. Uh, uh, patient enough to wait for a stout like a Guinness, uh, that makes a perfect substitute for me. So, I'd say beautiful. Like the second man on an orgy, uh, Kinger, I'm coming in behind you. Um, <laughs> wow! This uh, 
god. This is a, a lovely beer. It's got a nice uh, roasted taste, hints of caramel, a nice crispness on the back end, a nice kind of ailey finish. And yeah, I've thoroughly enjoyed drinking it. And from something that, as a, as a Kinnegar or Kinnegar, if you're from Donegal, uh, fan. What? Who, who's tried all of their, well, not all of their, but almost all of their beers up to, up to now and a lot of them in the last couple of weeks. I'll, uh, I'll definitely be buying this again, which I'm really pleasantly surprised about. Um, so yeah, beautiful for me. No, I can't. I can't disagree with that at all. Uh, it's it's a straight up beautiful for me. And if there was, if I had tried black IPAs months or even years ago, I think I'd be drinking Guinness a lot more these days. Because as I said, I think it would be a great um, gateway into stouts, and uh, absolutely, absolutely beautiful. Like like Mark was saying, it has that roastedness that uh, like a stout would have to kind of get you in, but it kind of have that nice blend into a pale ale at the end uh, instead of that kind of overpowering of some stouts. So it's a nice it's a nice gateway. So 100% brutal. Yeah. Um. So cool. I suppose that's me left, and uh, yeah, it's just beer for me on the higher end, but just beer. Um, it's it's grand. I really enjoy it, but uh, like. Yeah, it's grand. It's just beer. I'd enjoy it. I'd buy it again. I'd have no qualms with it. You know, there's nothing really... There's nothing bad about it. It's a good beer. But there's, to me, there's nothing that makes it stand out, say. You know, it's it's good. But I, I think, you know, it's just... It's grand. Like, I enjoy it. But, uh, yeah, it's grand. <laughs> I, can, I can't even explain it. There's no... There's... Would you have tried many black IPAs, Nally? I've had a couple now, only only a couple though, no more than yourself said. Yeah. Maybe a few more than you, but nothing major. It's just for me it's it's just beer. I mean it's above just beer, but it's not in my books it's not up as brutal. You know what I mean? It's in the higher end, but okay. it's not as brutal, okay. that's all. And I think Nally, that's a fair point. Like maybe we'll try this next one and t- if we thought it's a lot nicer, we might end up thinking, Oh well actually uh, black buckets, you know, just beer for us. And I think our lack of experience in this market is gonna is gonna play a part in it. But mm. at the end of the day, what we need to remember is that the crafty crew rating system is universally recognised <laughs> by all people in in inner in out of analytical science as the most effective way of reviewing craft beers <laughs> in the world. There is literally, literally no better system. So Nally will concede that based on the system, Brutiful is the correct rating for this beer. I feel like to give it anything other based on the system would be an absolute tragedy. Complete travesty and a mockery of the long-time, hard-worked Crafty Crew podcast system. Uh, so that gives a pretty solid, beautiful rating to Kinnegar's um, Black Bucket Black Rye IPA. Yeah, solid beer. Well done, Kinnegar. Okay, so uh, we'll rattle on with uh, the first of Kinger's quest- questions this week. Um, it's time came to for me, a... Came to me, it's, well, it's a Mark question, to be fair, this week. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, right, if, if, if it wasn't for the podcast, there's probably, I wouldn't be super adventurous when it comes to even craft beers. So is there a style of beer that you would never, ever try? Or like, let's say, it, like, c- can you think of one that might come out or be, created that you'd never want to try yeah so i'll kick us off here i would never in my wildest dreams go anywhere near a brown ale okay 
I think that they are crazy. I, <laughs> well, originally have no <laughs> desire to try a brown ale. However, one of the fabled mythical lost episodes of the Crafty Crew podcast was brown ales. And don't worry, listeners, there'll be some brown ales coming up very shortly. So this podcast has pushed uh, my little canoe out into that ocean. And you know what? I'm not, I don't regret it. Um, I won't go into too many specifics because I don't want to give away the last episode details because at some stage we'll have, you know, multi-millionaires bidding for that episode. But um, yeah, I, I think that's probably the one for me that I had literally an aversion to, a direct aversion to, and I would not have done it only for the podcast was doing it. And yeah, there's loads of others that I probably wouldn't have tried anyway, but that's the most extreme for me. I vote for you, Mark. I think, do you think you'd actually uh, initially have gone out for a sour if we didn't have an episode on it initially? <coughs> uh, no, Walshie, definitely not. Definitely not. I, I wouldn't have had a sour. I wouldn't have had a black IPA. Sorry, Walshie, can you can you reach around far enough and patch around back there? Can you, <laughs> are you able to? Very good. <laughs> I I, th- I think those are the three, though, that I, I either hadn't have or wouldn't have would be the black IPA, the sour, and the um the brown ale brown. but i think what i from my initial perspective i would have put black ipa and brown ale up there you know like top tier you know s tier not gonna try and then maybe a or b tier not gonna try to you know quote anime power levels would be um the sours like i think i probably would have had one at some stage and then if it was the right one and i liked it that might have got me into it but Certainly not like uh, not like the podcast where we had two and I didn't really think much of the first one, but the second one I was like, oh, this is class. And literally mm. since then, I have been seeking out sours to try. I've been trying to try as <laughs> many as I can across as many different flavors until now, because now black IPAs are taking over, baby. And sours have to hit the back seat with the kids. Uh, <laughs> you, you'll be quiet now. Um See, I like I'd I'd be a lot. I want to kind of give a different answer, but yeah, brown IPAs. Uh, I, I'm on wait mark on that. One I actually haven't tried at all yet, and I assume we will do an episode of it in the future. Is the triple IPAs? As our listeners know, the doubles are a bit of a struggle for me. They're just too heavy, so I can't imagine a triple IPA being a hell of a lot better. But for the podcast, I'll do it. But if we didn't have it, it's not something I'd be looking for at all, ever. Now on to the man who single-handedly campaigns against Alcoholics Anonymous, Stephen Nally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Kinger, you said if you can come up with uh, new styles or whatever that you won't want to try. So for me, it would be like, you know the way there's double IPAs? If they somehow doubled the Pilsner and it was just extra Pilsnery flavor, I'd be like, hells to the knob. That's not for me. Sorry, Nelly. Sorry, Nelly. That's not the question. Kinger didn't question. say, could you come up oh, with no. a style? Well, he did. No, he I did. did. He did. I did. At the very end of my question, I did say if there was a if there was a style that would be created, could you like? Oh, okay. would, would Would you not want want to try? So it? Would you? you left a specific <laughs> caveat in for Nelly to get out. Yeah, uh, take it out. It's it's, it was there for all of you. Like, it would still be, um, you know. It was there for all of you, and like you, like both, both your answers were fairly valid. Like, it, like it didn't have to be a made up style. Yeah, so if you, if you if you concentrate on that kind of pilsner flavor, it's not for me. Um, like I'm not a big fan of them in general. You know, I know recently those kind of IPLs, those India pale lagers that people have been bringing out, 
that are heavily hopped. They're way more palatable for me. But I'm just not a big fan of that lager style in general. So I, if you double that and concentrate that, I, no way. <laughs> and can I just say, to round off from the Crafty Crew podcast, our official answer as a podcast is, of course, as always, when a negative question is asked, Rosé Ciders. Yeah, Rosé Ciders. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to throw in an honourable mention to uh, <laughs> a rosé and cider, but hey, nah. hey, hey, rosé ciders. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset if you went away forever. I um, I don't know. I, I, I personally probably wouldn't be drawn to the likes of a wheat beer or a wheat beer for some reason. I just, I've never, only for the podcast. Like, is is why we tried it, and I actually really enjoyed them they were they were they were tasty you know um were they one shout of the out episodes? to the last episodes yeah the, the wheat yeah the wheat bears yeah we'll have to try and do something to kind of resurrect them somehow some kind of magic don't yeah. worry don't worry kinger wheat bears and brown ales will be back we won't we won't have the originals but we'll have a wheat beer and brown ale episode where we'll all pretend uh, okay, cool. Uh, Nally, do you want to get us back on track and we'll try our second beer of the week? Yeah, sure, we'll give it a go anyway. So, yeah, the second beer of the week is the second Black IPA. It's Wild Raven by Thornbridge. Um, people might be familiar with Thornbridge. They have a really famous beer called Jaipur. Um, it was kind of one of the first IPAs kind of released in England and that in, you know, what was it, late 90s, I think, early 2000s. Like, it's, 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 a, sta- it's a proper standard. If you, if, you, if you think of, like, Sierra Nevada as your standard IPA for... America, Jaipur would be one of the ones for UK as one of your standard IPAs brewed there. So these guys are a pretty established craft brewery. Okay, so my expectation when I seen uh, Black IPAs, um, pretty hesitant. But when I seen Thornbridge, I was like, if anyone is going to do it right. Okay, so uh, crack them open. So just a quick one as reported out there, Mark. Uh, you know. Y- we do get you to talk a bit about the artwork on the cans. This is uh, this one here is pretty typical of uh, Thornbridge, isn't it? They tend to have that kind of tribal design and different can colours. Um. Yeah, so they're quite a minimalistic brewery with their designs. They have this uh, really nice Thornbridge logo. It's kind of, it's hard to describe, but it's like an old crest, you know, coat of arms that's gold with a nice, you know, nice fonty tea in the middle. At the top and bottom of the can, they always have these tribal colours. Um, for reference, think Need for Speed 2 Underground Tribal Bodywork. Fact, yeah. There you go. That's, That's a great shout. There's, there's a reference. <laughs> what, I want all three of you to try and find a reason to disagree with that it's reference. not wrong. I, no, it's not fair. wrong. Never. I didn't play it. Absolutely fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's pretty minimalistic. It's a black, like, pitch black can with some blue writing, you know, and gold writing. So it makes you feel fancy because, you know, there's gold on it. That's nice. <laughs> but yeah, it's grand. Like. I, I will say one thing for this can, especially um, when like, we were talking about other cans, and you'll see it on 90% of cans, the label will have all its design. And in most cases, it's either like maybe a white or a grey solid can or just a oh, solid black can. But the label going around is where all the design is. And on this one, it's... You know, it's 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 a fairly straightforward label with, you know, the name, like you said, the coat of arms, the top of it. But the actual can itself has some top quality designs that I actually really appreciate. And then the actual kind of the open part of it, the top of the can, is kind of like a goldy color. 
and then you have the black and then the lines of that tribal boy like the boys were talking about is kind of gold lining which is really cool yeah and, and just to, to build on Walsh's point it's really cool the bottom is silver and the top is gold so they've obviously I just realized that now while she was uh, was talking about it it's like that's that's quite cool like I mean have they either they're chop shopping cans together which means they're super cheap or else they're super <laughs> futuristic with their designs you know? But there, there could be could be an inside scoop to maybe explain, and, and I mean, Nally, you might know the inside to it a little bit more than I would. I know the general idea of the how they get the top of the can onto it, and then they kind of pinch it, so it would be a bit more easier for them to get that there. Yeah, so I think this one's a bit bit more hoppy than the last one. It's definitely more. There's something more there than the 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 last one. So there is for me anyway. Yeah, I'd agree with you. It's, it's a lot more subtle, but you're getting that kind of typical hoppy ale, that West Coast kind of IPA kind of vibe off of it. I haven't tried it yet. Some of the lads have, but I'm kind of expecting some sort of Sierra Nevada taste based on that smell. Um, and in terms of the colours, re- really quickly, because uh, Nally was saying last time for the for the uh, Black Bucket that it was see-through. This is definitely way more see-through. yeah. It's not quite. It's more if, when you hold it flight. It's more like a like a dark amber. Yeah, yeah, almost yeah, yeah. almost kind of like a, a really rich ruby or something, king or type of color. It's 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 definitely yeah. see through. Yeah. Like yeah, 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 hundred percent. It's got a it's got a pretty decent head retention on it. It's not it's not last. It doesn't last forever, but it's you know there's definitely a bit there on it. Keeps it there. Yeah. So the mouthfeel of this for me, it loses a bit of crispness that the Kinnegar had. And what it gains by just losing the crispness, you know, it, it's a lot. It's a lot of um, enjoyment that it gains by that. It also has a much more caramelly taste. Like, it's kind of like almost a straight caramel flavour um, for me. Yeah. And I have to say, like, it's a very impressive uh, attempt. It's a very impressive beer. It's not quite as definitely not quite as stouty. Uh, there's it's it's less kind of it's way more closer to the IPA style as opposed to um, Black Bucket. I, I think, and it's not it this. Given our last conversation about Black Bucket, it this wouldn't be a gateway into stouts for someone who's an IPA fan. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think I think this this is definitely more hoppy for me anyway. Um, you know, it it, yeah. it hits that IPA style more. It's not. It's not a hoppy stout. It's a black IPA. You know what I mean. It's a stout IPA. Is the main part of it in this one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I like it. Uh, I think it's quite refreshing. It's quite crisp. Um, it's not. It's a bit heavier than than the Kinnegar Black Bucket sort is. Just a little bit, not too much, but like in mouthfeel, it kind of lingers that little bit longer, and I think that's the hops just sticking around, which I personally kind of enjoy. You know. I'm the same as you, Nally. Would you say that like hop sticking around or that little extra bit of the caramel taste before the IPA kick takes it away? That really just hammers home the flavour. And it's a good flavour that this beer has. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you completely. I think it's... um, it, it gives you that kind of the caramelly kind of roasted notes at the start. And then because that hop flavour hangs around that bit longer in it, you tell... It's easier to tell that this is an IPA. With just the carafe malt in it, not a stout with extra hops. If you know what I mean, like it, it, to me, it makes it that bit easier. Um, I, I, I quite enjoy this one now. Um, yeah, let's not give too much away, but uh, yeah, both of these as well come in at a hefty, you know, six point six and six point five percent. So 
pretty decent on the on the on They're the ABV style, yeah. like you know. Yeah. That's that's a light. That's that's double IPA territory, you know. So, a couple of these, you're gonna you're gonna feel it. So yeah. That said, though, I feel like I feel like I could I could drink these over the course of a night. I don't feel like I'd be. Maybe it's just deceptive. I don't feel like I'd be on on my head after three or four of them. I mm-hmm. don't know for sure, right? But for me, I definitely agree with you. And but I think why I think they're drinkable is that the taste makes you think you should be drinking a stout, and because you're not, you're drinking an ale. Your brain is kind of tricked into, you know, realizing okay. that it's not that thick. That's 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 kind of what I think about them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think the other thing that it could be kinger is you know what. Like we said there on our double IPA episode, people tend to be going for that kind of, you know, New England style IPA, which is that kind of hazy, kind of heavier IPAs. And these, well, the two that we've had here, these black IPAs are quite light, so they are really, um, you know, they're kind of, they kind of remind me more of like a, an old school West Coast IPA, you know, like almost like Sierra Nevada, like you were mentioning there earlier, Mark. Um, they're kind of more that kind of flavor profile and that kind of lightness as opposed to some of the newer ones, which are, you know, full of like the citra hops and Amarillo and things like that. They're not as fruity. It's more that old school, like piney, um, piney floral kind of flavor. Okay, guys, I'm going to, I'm going to kick the swords of ratings and um, maybe, maybe this rating I'm going to give is a little bit skewed by the fact that this is only my second black IPA. But this beer has a very pleasant aroma. It has a very satisfying mouthfeel. It loses a bit of crispness that the Kinnegar had. and it, For me, it has just the right amount of crispness to taste ratio that I want. It's got a delicious roasted taste. Um, it's a nice, you know, warm, inviting colour. And I have thoroughly enjoyed this and I cannot wait to buy some more of it uh, en masse. I'm going to give this an unbelievable rating. Hello. (laughs) I genuinely, this is up there with any of the the kind of, any beers I consider, like, I cannot wait to try that beer, to drink that can, to drink that bottle, to sit down and exclude the rest of life and enjoy that beer. (laughs) This is like forcing its way into that, into that realm. Well, Kinger, where are you with this? Funny enough, I'm I'm coming in behind Mark on this one. Um, Woohoo! I I wanted to give it an unbelievable rating, but I, and while I do like it and I agree with everything you said, I feel like the taste hangs around in my mouth just a little bit too much. Um, I don't know how that can make it better or worse by by not having that. I'm I wouldn't be over the moon about the taste. I do like it. I think it's it's pleasant, but I wouldn't be like you know, uh, kicking the door down to get the next can of it. But, it, like, it is quite nice, but I would say it's beautiful for me for that reason. So, um, I do want it to be unbelievable. I, it's 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 a weird feeling, but I'm going to I'm gonna just come down, I'm going to ease back a little bit and say beautiful. Yeah, that's fair enough, man. Nally, what do you think? That, that's fair enough, man. And uh, I think this one, uh, the kind of flavour of it, um, I don't know if you remember on the, the Double IPAs episode where we had the Firestone Walker Double Jack. I think... That kind of hop profile is very similar to what's going on here. It's that traditional mm. West Coast style. Um, and I remember you, Kinger, at the time were kind of saying how this is not something I'm kind of, you know, overly familiar with, you know, yeah. and how, you know, the, the Firestone Walker was quite yeah. a clear double IPA. And you were like, oh, I'm expecting this to be more hazy and 
more juicy. So it might just be yes, you know yeah. what I mean. It might just be that kind of thing. It's a personal exactly. thing. Yeah, it's yeah. a personal taste. Thing. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. everyone's entitled to it. Even if it's wrong, you're entitled to it. Um, but <laughs> but uh, no, I I I'd be with you, Kinger. This this for me is brutal. Um, it's not quite up there to unbelievable. It's not the flavor that's lacking for me. I think it's really nice. Um, I'd happily go out and have a few pints of this, but it's just there's just something there that it's not that it's heavy because it's not heavy. And you know, I was saying I like the way that the taste kind of lingers a little bit. It's grand. It's I, just something I can't put my finger on. That I just can't get it up to unbelievable. It's a beautiful beer, but there's just something there, and I I don't know exactly what it is. I just can't give it the unbelievable. It's it's mm. class though, like would recommend to a friend. <laughs> it is beautiful. It's really good. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I can safely say, Nally, if you saw this on the shelf, you'd you'd buy it again. Like. Oh, one hundred percent. That's what I was literally. That's that's my point. I'm gonna say is one hundred percent. If I'm out there, or if I'm getting an order or something, and I see this is there, I'm gonna pick myself up a can, but I'm not gonna pick myself up a six pack. You know what I mean? It's it's very happy to drink it, and it's class, but. Just something there that I can't put my finger on that just it just doesn't tip over the edge to brutal or to unbelievable for me. Solid brutal though. Um, I I don't know. Uh, I much prefer the Kinnegar by a decent margin. Wow, very interesting. Yeah, it? yeah. I I bring don't us, know. I think it's just it. yeah. I don't know. I just think there's a lot more to the Kinnegar. Um. It's not. It's not a bad beer by any means. It's very nice, and no more than we've always said. Yeah, no. Like if I got another one, I would not be upset by it. Uh, but I don't know. Like I mean, taste is okay, but after a second, I find it fairly, you know, bland nearly. So with that said, like I mean, I'll get if you're talking about going to buy some. I'll buy that Kinney Gar nine times out of ten quicker than I will this, to be perfectly honest. Hmm. So for me, like it, like I said, look, it's not bad. Um, I'll go just bear. It would be a high just bear, but it'd be a just bear. So considering this and one, I, considering considering this one had one unbearable and two brutifuls and a just bear, and the last one had three brutifuls and a just bear. Yeah, that means that this one yeah. is ahead because it's yeah, got it's one unbelievable. Is Black Bucket not more consistent then? No, because no. It, because it's got. Can we just let's just vote? Let's just vote. It it, 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 it it's not because like, it's got they've got the same number, they've got the same number of just beers, right? So both of them have a three. Both of them have two fours, and then the difference is, the Wild Raven has a five, and the Kinnegar has a third four. So it's one better if you can count. <laughs> Like, <laughs> if I was the pick, I would say the the Kinnegar would be better. But going off the metric and the way we've read it, the, the, the Wild Raven is kind of our uh, personal standout. Can I can I throw in something here real quick? Since we're undecided in the whole thing, can we do a poll on Facebook or something mm-hmm. and let the viewers decide? Okay, guys, what we're going to say is we've had a little chat here. And while she and King are on the Kinnegar side, and myself and Ali are on the Thornbridge side, we're going to go down with the Crafty Crew rating system, okay? And that is determining that our official Crafty Crew podcast, uh, Black IPA Standard, would be Wild Raven Thornbridge. But, mm-hmm. but, 
if we get if we get a direct message from any listener either way, uh, we will allow that message to swing our vote. So you have between now and next Friday, and we will confirm in next Friday's episode at the start which one is going to be the standard. But okay. uh, you guys can vote and swing it either way because if one of you say Kinnegar, one of you say Wild Raven, we'll uh, take the listener support on board. Nally, Nally doesn't look happy about that one. No, it's a great idea. I just wonder what happened to the Crafty Crew to dictatorship that was, the, you know, the rating system. However, I 100% think if uh, if people have an opinion on this, get in touch and let us know. And uh, Mark, where, where can they get in touch with us? Find us at Crafty Crew Podcast. We are on Facebook. We are on Untapped. We are on any platform you listen to your podcasts. iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor, Spotify. We are there. We're sticking them up on Facebook every Friday, for God's sakes. <laughs> have a click and have a listen. Uh, you can also email us directly if you type in craftycrewpodcast at gmail.com uh, and send us a question on any of those platforms. When you do, we will, if you want a question for the podcast, we'll answer it on here. We'll let you know when it's coming out. If you have uh, an opinion about any of our beers, we'd love to hear it and have a discussion about like why you're wrong and why we're right, you know? <laughs> Uh, okay, well, look, uh, just a very quick um, wrap-up then for Thornbridge's Wild Raven. Uh, it's a beautiful rating from the Crafty Crew podcast. Okay, lads, uh, in our third instalment of pitting you three against each other boo, and seeing your competitive nature coming boo, out. Kinger, uh, boo. I, I'm not competitive. You're competitive. <laughs> it, it hasn't been good for the edit. I'm not going to lie. It's it's made my life, like, ten times worse <laughs> when it comes to the edit, right? Okay, I'm fine. So, I'm okay yeah. with it then. I want to be involved have... in one. <laughs> I'm shit at quizzes. I've okay. I have a list of twenty-one beers in front of me. Some established, some beers that we've had in the podcast. Okay, and beside them, I have all of their ABVs. Oh no! Snap. So it's a simple game of higher or lower. Oh okay. This is and we'll just go in order. So, and don't be googling now. Okay, so we'll just start with. Start with Walshy, go Mark, go Nally, Walshy, Mark, Nally. And all you have to say is higher or lower than the previous beer. Oh, okay. You're all a sadistic right? man, I love Kinger. it. Oh. <laughs> uh, do, do you think I have enough in, in 21? Yeah. Ah, Just hands, so. hands in the camera. Okay, hands in the yeah, camera. So, no good, yeah. <laughs> okay, Walshy, your f- the first beer I'm going to say, right, is... Seeking Sunshine by Dead Center okay. at five percent. That's not okay. fair. He, he he. That's all he drinks. <laughs> Give him something I, he doesn't but, know. But let's 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 get us like let's get get the game started <laughs> at least. Okay, so Seeking Sunshine is five percent. Sierra Nevada's Torpedo is it higher or lower in ABV? You said Seeking Sunshine. I was like, yes, I know exactly what percentage that is. And then you said it, and I was like, oh, you have to compare it to that. It's like shit. <laughs> I don't know. Um. Higher, hey. gorgeous, yeah. and it is higher. It's seven point two percent. Okay, that's. <laughs> I don't. I didn't even know what our torpedo was. Like it could be a pale ale, for all <laughs> I know. And my memory is terrible. Uh, okay, uh, Mark, um, Green Zebra, lower. <laughs> Correct. Four four point six percent. Can't remember. I I don't forget the taste of feet in my mouth. <laughs> I'm now worried I'm not going to have enough beers to, to, to see this quiz through. Uh, Nally, uh, Brewdog's Elvis Juice, is it lower or higher than 4.6%? Higher. Higher, correct. 6.5%. Yeah. That's a tough one, though. 
Uh, back to you, Walshie. Uh, is Hopfully's leg swap higher or lower than Elvis Juice? Lower. Correct. 5% for uh, Hopfully's leg swap. Uh, Mark. Fuck. White Hags, Rock Hellas Lager. Lower. Higher. Lower. 4.5%. Yeah. Um, Nally. Third Circle's Trinity Lager. Higher or lower? Trinity Pilsner. Trinity Pilsner. Pilsner was a... Uh, Pilsner, yeah? Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, higher. Yeah. Isn't it 4.7 or something? 4.6, 4.7? No, it's 4.4. Oh. <laughs> yes, I knew that would get him. Oh, well. In fairness, Nally, it's very hard to remember the ABVs of terrible beers. <laughs> it doesn't really count it so bad. <laughs> I think I I think it was a bit of a snaky move by me to put two well a lager and a pilsner side by side that we've we've had on the podcast and that Nally knew one was higher than the other but probably didn't know which way around to be fair. Yeah, like a lot of them you're like sours aren't like unless you trick him, he's gonna win. Okay, Walshie, we're starting again with you, right? Walshie is is the Trappist Rochfort eight higher or lower? Oh higher. Higher, correct. At Nally, nine point four. Two. I think the West Mall is nine point. Oh, I thought the West Mall was nine point two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't be asking you. West Mall was nine point five. Mark. Sheppy's cloudy cider, higher or lower? Lower. Lower. It's a cider. Correct. Four and a half. Four point five percent. You didn't let Nally guess. No, yeah. he got the last one wrong, and that was his <laughs> as well. I wasn't going back to him. He's gone, he's gone. <laughs> Nally's, Nally's the passenger now at this stage. Uh, Walshie, Wild Beer Company's millionaire. Higher or lower than 4.5%? Uh, higher. Correct. Kinger, Kinger, 5. 5. 5. 5. 5. 5. 5. 4.7. 4.7. Oh, 4.7. Kinger, oh, you the snake. lads. <laughs> Oh, that was a good one, Mark. Galway Bay Bay Ale, higher or lower? Red Ale. I think this is a trick because red ales are generally lower, so I'm going to say lower. Correct, four point four. Oh, I celebrating. I can't believe you got that. Like I cannot believe you got that. Um, Walshy, Western Herds Backbeat. Wit beer, I believe. Oh, beer. Higher or lower than 4.4%. Higher. Correct, 5%. Give, you are giving him the easy one. <laughs> what are you talking Hip-hop. about? I was 0.2% with the other one. With the last one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Mark. Lock Gills McNutty. Okay, sorry. What was the wit beer? Uh, 5% was the wit beer. So Lock wow. Gills McNutty. McNutty. Uh, that's, a, oh. that's a tricky one. If 5% was the whip beer, I'm going to say higher. 7%, correct? Yeah. So, Walshie, back to you, yeah? Dundalk Bay Brewery is non-alcoholic. <laughs> what? What did you just I'm ask? Just, I'm just did going you? the list. I'm just going by the list. You get the next question, like. You you, I mean, you get the next I question. I mean, right? hell, you, how you, is, you get the next question. Is it going to be another non-alcoholic? It's going to be Lervig now. I will say. <laughs> it's Lervig, no worries. I, I, know. I thought about I it. Will, 
<laughs> I will say that it would be a very Walchy thing to, to do and go higher. Not an alcoholic. Yeah, no, absolutely higher. Mark, double jack. That's <laughs> higher. It's like 8%. Yeah, 9.5%. Nine, 9. Yeah, <laughs> yeah correct. It's, it's super it's high. It's a whopper. Walchy. Guinness. Lower. Correct. 4.2%. Mark, Bulmers. Higher or lower? Than 4. This is 2%. a tricky one. In my head, I have 4.5, so I'm going to have to say higher. He is bang on the money, 4.5%. Well yeah. I, I, was, I was kind of about 4.8, 4, 4.9. Walshie, your favourite beer that we've ever had on this podcast, Craigie's Rosé Cider. <laughs> oh, is oh it, come on. Is it higher? Oh, is it higher? Don't let me... Is it higher or lower than 4.5%? Don't let me lose on this. <laughs> fucking rosé cider as if you needed as if you need another reason to hate it exactly like <laughs> yeah. this this still traumatises me stop letting them think we need an answer <laughs> what, what, what was it 4.7 4.5 5 higher it's higher at 5.8% yeah go on the boys oh, Mark was five. celebrating by the way Mark was I thought it was lower. I 100% thought it was 4.8%. I, I, I thought it might be about 5, to be perfectly honest with you. Mark. Yeah. Smithix. Higher lower. or lower than 5.8%? Lower. Correct. It's like 3.8, uh, is it? 4.5. 4. 4.5. 4.5 oh. 4. as well, yeah. Yeah. Walchie. Siren's Broken Dreams. Higher or lower than 4.5%. Blast from the past. 4 5 broke dreams. Shout out to episode 2. Gut says higher. Is but that, I don't think it is. Is that, I'll, is that your final answer? I'll, I'll... Gut says lower. Go lower. 4.5%. Yeah. I'm sorry, but he just said Gut says, says higher. higher. And then you go... <laughs> Is that your final answer? Ah, yeah, so, yeah, I know. Guts yeah, I know, is lower. Okay, sorry. Is sorry. lower is lower your final answer? Yes. You He's dumb. wrong. Dumb. It's 5.8%. No! Yeah. <laughs> okay, it was literally, a, it was an opposite. My head said higher, my heart said lower. And I went with my heart. I have to say, I'm, I'm super relieved because I was about to call out my last beer on the list. <laughs> oh, like, really? What, what the am last... I going to do here? What was the last one, King? Fox's Rock American IPA. Higher. Oh, shit, it's higher been, than that, Siren. That would have been... That would have been... Shit, shit, shit. What? Is it higher than um, Siren? No, it's... No, it's lower. No. Oh, thank Christ. Well, she would have won. Well, she would have won. The only <laughs> thing I would say to a lot of them was... Like, you had... Low... Like, four fives, four sevens... And then the next comparison was like a double IPA. Yeah, like, yeah that's of course way, it's higher. That's yeah. just where the list fell, Walshy. And, you know. And you, 9 thing I'll say, Walshy. The only thing I'll say, Walshy, is that I had to guess a, I had a non-alcoholic and then you had a beer. So Yeah. Yeah, and then and you then had the beer after it. You had a non-alcoholic and then had a beer after that. Swings and roundabouts. I, Swings and roundabouts. I would. Okay, let's just leave that. I, I would. had beer, yeah, non-alcoholic. Is... You had non-alcoholic against the beer. So. Okay, I'll so kill you, Kinger. I swear to God, I'll kill you. 
the winner, the winner I, of this week's quiz on the Crafty Crew podcast is is Mark. So uh, Nally is absolutely well, well done, Mark. Well done. Yes, Mark. come at me, bro. Come at me, bro. What's very important is I beat Nally. So <laughs> everybody beat Nally. Nally's like scrambled eggs. Everybody's beaten him at some point. So that seems like a decent place to uh, call uh, a halt to this week's episode. Uh, next week, lads, we're going for Amber Ales. Yeah? Are you excited? I heard they're yep. shite. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I'm super excited. And Nally's only bitter because this is my favorite style of beer. And he's annoyed he lost a quiz on the podcast. <laughs> well, you know what? You know what, Nally? Stop being so stupid and you wouldn't lose so often. Yeah, well, I mean, look, look, even I beat him, and I'm clearly not yeah, the I most mean. clever person on this podcast. So, like, I mean, Nally, if I was you, I'd be embarrassed. You lost to me. Yeah, you lost a Walshie, Nally. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm pretty okay, sure well, we're insulting me as well. But... Just, just, just before you set ribbon on Nally, uh, I will tell everyone that we're having New Belgium's Fat Tire, and we're also having uh, Wylam... Uh, shouting at strangers which we picked solely for the name I just love the name shouting at strangers so um, yeah lads have at Nally there hey Walshy me and you just beat Nally in a quiz <laughs> highlight of their lives boys. go nowhere the lives <laughs> uh, <laughs> shut up you loser I'm very okay with that get back in your box get out and walk it means I'm not in the car with you anymore. I so as the lads turn to Nally, I'll wrap us up. So uh, I think they're almost as excited as they were when United drew Granada. Europa League, who cares? So it's a goodbye from Mark, goodbye from Nally, and a goodbye from Walshy. And from myself, Kinger, see you next week. Walshy said nothing. I'm sure Nally heard it as well. So say nothing. <laughs> you are such a dick.